This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone. When we're working to build a healthier life for ourselves, it's natural to obviously keep focused on our needs and the things that contribute to our overall wellness. But an important part of a healthy life is being positively connected to the people and places that nourish our soul and spirit. My guest today, John Berziner, is a transformational coach who believes in the power of giving back to other people and to society. John is here today to talk to us about how we can create and nurture healthy connections and how we can be connected to others and caring for our planet. And now that all is a vital, vital thing for our physical, emotional, and spiritual health. John, welcome to the show. So grateful to have you with me today. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So you, I mean, you do so much, and, and I think it's so wonderful to, to be able to talk to somebody who, who is a coach and that actually inspires people to give back and, and, and actually give them reasons why it actually makes you a more healthy and fulfilled person. So can you tell me a little bit about how the coaching got started and, and kind of how your journey began? I know it's a longer story, but I'd love to hear no, it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give you some background uh, about who I am and how I got to where I am. Uh, yes. I just like the word you use, inspire, you know, because inspire has to do with breathing. And mm-hmm. a, a conspiracy is to breathe together. So we're conspiring right now. And uh, the power of breath is what I'd like to talk about. But let me go yeah. back into my story about, you know, uh, well, from my early childhood, I felt like I heard the beat of a different drummer. And in my uh, college years, I took a course of uh, psychology and philosophy, and those were the things that I gravitated towards. And, and one of those courses was about existentialist beliefs, and, and the question arose, what is the purpose of life? Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't get that question out of my head. And I went around and I asked lots of people what the purpose of life was, and no one seemed to have a satisfactory answer. And the next thing I knew, I was on a journey to India. And uh, I came to the feet of a teacher, and I sat uh, uh, literally literally at his feet <laughs> and, mm. and, and studied with him for five years. Okay? Wow. And I, I, I kind of renounced the world, left everything behind. And I developed an inner awareness of what the purpose of life is. And for me... It's about uh, peace, being at peace, mm-hmm. inner peace. Now, peace, there's peace in the world, but there's always seemingly wars in the world. There's conflict. Mm-hmm. Externally and internally, we experience those. There seems to be two parts of us, two sides to us. There's, there's this battle going on, and, and, and there's this relentless quest to be happy, to find happiness. But where mm-hmm. we look for it, seems to be outside of ourselves. We find external stimuli. And a lot of times it's only temporary. Like, that new car really made me happy. I loved it until it mm-hmm. broke down. Or I got in a car accident. Now I'm not so happy about that car. Or, mm-hmm. you know, so, so they're temporal and they change. Relationships are that way as well. You know, there are very few relationships in which unconditional love exists. 
everything else mm-hmm. is conditional. Okay? And so, so, but whenever you feel love, the place you feel it is within yourself. That means there's a source from which that comes. Mm-hmm. And if we can learn to access the source within us, then the game changes. We're all ready and how do you... Right. How do you nourish that source or how, and I understand what you're saying. And I, and I really love that you're, that you're discussing this because I think so many people do look outside themselves for some kind of, uh, satisfaction for some kind of meaning. And it, and it really does come from within, but, but how did you begin to see, uh, that there is a way to actually feed that source and to nourish it? Well, I sat with someone who had that knowledge and wisdom and, mm-hmm. Uh, over over a period of time, I learned there's a way to journey with that. Now, it did have a cultural flavor to it. Just imagine right. if you're going to eat Indian food, it's got certain spices. Mm-hmm. If you or or um, but but over time, I began to see that it really wasn't cultural. What I was learning, uh, it's like taking the banana and peeling it and throwing away the peel. The essence of that banana, the food. Have nothing to do with the external wrapping. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, too many people believe that uh, they use the term meditation, and I think there's so many misconceptions about that. You don't have to twist your body in a pretzel. Mm-hmm. You don't have to chant Hindu mantras. Right. No offense to, to those disciplines. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to do them. Okay? Right. You don't have to take an arduous path, uh, uh, you know, to find some ancient temple up in the middle of Tibet in order to have an experience of deep and profound inner peace. I teach Mm -hmm. what I call 10 minutes to calm. In 10 minutes, you can go into a state of awareness within yourself where peace resides, regardless Mm -hmm. of external circumstance. In a hurricane, we know... The eye of the hurricane is perfectly calm. So regardless of your circumstance, whether you be in prison, a physical prison or a prison in your own mind, you can actually go within yourself to a still point. I call it a still point in an ever-turning world. The Earth is rotating Mm -hmm. right now. It's going at Mm -hmm. 17,500 miles an hour. But it doesn't feel that way. Right. Right. And, and for people now, listening, think about your own Go ahead. yeah. Oh, no, I was saying for people listening and, and wondering right now, as you're talking, well, what is this still point? How do I get to this still point? I know that you have a, a you know, we, we were going to give information yeah. of how people could find you, but what are some tips you can give people right now that maybe I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to tell everybody right now the secret. There's no big deal. It's not that big a deal. It's very simple. First, you have to have a fundamental understanding of the value of what this is. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and I want to frame it this way. What's the most valuable thing we have in this lifetime? Well, most people say it's life itself. I go, great. Now, what about that life? You know, what's the most valuable thing about this life? You can live 30 days without food. You can live three days without water. You can live about three minutes without breath. Mm-hmm. So going back so to that, what I said earlier about inspiration, it's about yeah. breath, about breathing, 
Uh-huh. Okay, so we can have a conspiracy right now. We are all breathing together. Mm-hmm. But the words of George Harrison in one of his songs, life goes on within us, but without us. Mm-hmm. Now, now that breath, I say to people, are you breathing or are you being breathed right now? Because if you had to remember to breathe, you might forget. So right. breath comes into us. We take our first breath as we enter the world. Oh, here we are. And then one yes. day we're going to take our last one. The mm-hmm. body's still going to be here. The brain is going to be here. All the organs are going to be here. One thing is going to have left us, our breath. Mm-hmm. It's the most valuable thing we have, and it has mm-hmm. a natural rhythm to it. Just like the ocean wave has a natural rhythm. It comes in and returns back. Mm-hmm. And all one needs to do is sit down in a comfortable position on a couch, a chair. You don't have to sit with your legs crossed into a pretzel. Right. That's back from another couple of centuries ago when they didn't have comfortable furniture. <laughs> Get Love comfortable. It. Right. Chillax. Get chillax <laughs> lounge. Okay. <laughs> in the chillax lounge and follow that rhythm. Take your attention Mm -hmm. and focus your mind on the natural rhythm that's already occurring. Now, some people say, I can't do that because I have too many thoughts, too many things that are on my mind. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, well, that's okay. You know, like, you know, we take a shower every day to wash our bodies. We take toxin off of our body and it feels good when we take a shower. For the most of us, we do that. Now, uh, if you do that with your mind, there's an accumulation of thoughts that happened previous day and maybe some other days. There's things that are on your mind that are troubling you, perhaps. Okay, they're going to be there in 10 minutes. They're not as important as you think they are. Let them go. Right. And bring your mind back and focus your conscious awareness on that natural rhythm. Mm-hmm. And over time, over time, it's like learning to ride a bicycle. You're going to get on and you're going to ride. And once you ride it right, I, the other analogy I like to use is, is like getting on a surfboard. You know, you try the surfboard, you try the surf, you fall down, you get back up, you fall back down, you get back up, you catch that wave, and it takes you to an incredible place. Right. And that's the place I call that's great. And that does take to that takes building a muscle. So it's just to keep on repetition, repetition and keep trying it. Um, and yeah, well, and we're love- creatures of habits. You know, we're all creatures of habits. There's a saying, so a thought, reap an action. So an action, reap a habit. So mm-hmm. a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. It all starts with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're developing and cultivating something like a garden. You plant a seed right. and it grows if you nurture it and water it. If you do this every day, you'll be a lot happier. I guarantee it. Because mm-hmm. that peace is connected to happiness. Right. Absolutely. And when you were talking, I couldn't help but think of, about, you know, for people to, to, to kind of live their truths. And with that, 
hopefully be more compassionate to themselves because I think the people that look outside themselves for to be happy to, to look for other people or other things or a house or whatever that is they're not truly being compassionate to themselves they're not really taking a look inward and finding out what it is that's bothering them or why they're looking outside themselves and I think that that gets lost for such a long periods of time for some people or they distract with drugs and alcohol or they distract with some kind of distraction that winds up having really negative consequences on their lives and it just creates even a deeper hole so how, how do you help people see that there is a way out of the hole and and how do you get people to actually live their their best potential and see that they are capable of, of certain choices we all have choices in this life and sometimes we don't realize that we are making them all the time just sometimes some of us not in a healthy way well you use the word hole and it's, yeah. it's spelled two different ways h-o-l-e or w-h-o-l-e mm-hmm. so when you feel when you feel whole you feel you know fulfilled that's the difference so uh why do people take drugs or alcohol or whatever it is it's it's mm-hmm. you know because because they're trying to find a way out of their crazy minds our minds mm-hmm. are not our best friends People commit suicide. Why? Because their mind tells them that life is miserable. Life, mm-hmm. life is not miserable. Your mind is making you miserable. Okay, so right. there's a grand illusion. The term grand illusion has been talked about for centuries in all cultures. There are things that distract us, that tell us, this is what's going to make me happy. And for some period of time, it does. Okay. That, that mm-hmm. I, I, I like to refer to this as a flow state, a flow state. So we get into the flow state. If you jump out of an airplane, you're going to be in a flow state. If, uh, if you, if you uh, do any kind of extreme sports, and that's why people do those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have great sex, if, if you get a beautiful walk in nature, something will take you into the moment you're in, and your mind sort of takes a break. It stops. And you're living in the moment. Right. That's what I'm talking about. So we all have Mm -hmm. visited that state. But there's a difference between visiting that state and living in that state. Like if you go to Colorado right now, you know, you can buy marijuana as long as you're over 18 years old, I believe. uh, Anywhere without a a medical card, right? Right, right. It's local. But that's visiting Colorado. Living in Colorado is completely different. Living in Colorado <laughs> requires multiple layers of clothing. I was there uh, November a year and a half ago. It got to minus 11 degrees that day. Okay, mm-hmm. So, you know, I w- if you're not prepared for that, so living in a state of flow is different than visiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. The way to live, live in that state, the only way I know about how to live in that state is to go within yourself. Right. And to go within yourself, right, right. But it also involves self-care, right? You have to be able to to care about yourself, to to do loving things towards yourself, to treat yourself kindly, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and nurture those things. Uh, Or else, you know, if if we are self-sabotaging and we're just relying on dopamine all the time to make us feel good, then we're not going to ever really get to the, we're not going to ever feed feed the core. Dopamine is is a great thing, but it, 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 it secretes from our own brain. Okay. Right. Uh, all mm-hmm. opi- all opiates, all drugs are within us. But they're active mm-hmm. activation centers in our brain, and that's why when we take those drugs, 
it activates that chemical. If it right. didn't, if it didn't activate a chemical within us, we wouldn't have that reaction to it. So, right. no, what I'm talking about is, you could say, self medication. Okay, so you don't need to take anything externally, and it's about happiness. You don't have to coach yourself to do it. It's not a mental thing where you convince yourself, yeah, this is something good. No, you have an experience. If I give you strawberries to eat and you taste them, you go, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know right. what it you know what it tastes like. I can't describe the taste of it to you. It's mm-hmm. got a crazy taste, strawberries. Now, it's crazy good. <laughs> and the same right. was true with going with this. The feeling right. is so beautiful. Right, it, and, and it, it's it, about it, taking it, actions. Right, yes. Well, action, you know, is a big question because it depends on what your motivation is. See, when, mm-hmm. when you're full and you're not needy, you're not looking to get full, it's like going to the gas station and getting your tank filled. If it's filled, mm-hmm. you don't need to go out and get it, keep getting it filled. You're topped off. Now, mm-hmm. or, or here's a better analogy. If you take a glass and turn the water faucet on, put that glass underneath that faucet and fill it up, and then leave the faucet running, what happens? The glass the water overflows. Goes. It overflows, right? And it spills all around the glass. So when you're full yourself, all around you, it spills over. It affects mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm, I agree. And that's, Absolutely. And that's how the world can change. That's the way I- it's possible. Let's talk you're about how you're. Ch- yeah, no, I wanted to talk about how you're changing the world and with the with the rocket to the moon workshops. Uh, these are workshops that you have been doing, and I just was, you know, interested in learning more because I went on to your website, which is rockettothemoonworkshops.com, and just you know, love the three sided pyramid of success you talk about. Um, so you want to share with our audience what that is and, and how they could find sure. it and what that would entail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, you, if uh, you know, you understand the triangle, if you push, mm-hmm. if you take your fingers and you take your thumbs and put them together and you take your index fingers and point them together, you'll create a little triangle. And if you push on that triangle from any one side, you'll see it only becomes stronger. So the yes. foundation of change in our mind, once we have this sense of peace, this foundation of change, whatever it is that we want to do, if you can dream it, you can do it. Yes, I agree. Okay. So what keeps you from that dream? You know, you, uh, so the pyramid, think of three sides of a triangle. The left side, intention. Set your intention. What is it that you want to do? What do you intend to do? Then mm-hmm. will. The left side of the triangle. Or the right side of the triangle. Will, your willpower. You have will, your human will. Apply it. Set your intention, apply your will, and then trust is the base of the triangle. Trust is the thing that is the biggest blockade. We don't trust ourselves. We don't believe that we can do it. Somebody told us, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not capable enough. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough experience. You don't have enough money. Can't, can't, can't. I think, you know, where that comes from is their own doubt. They're projecting on you. Just because they said it doesn't mean it's true for you. 
is true right. for them, that's theirs. What's true for you? You have to right. kick the doubt out. Kick it out. Whatever yeah. shows up, you have to get out of there. Right. Go back to your intention. <laughs> go back to your will and trust. Now, in order to trust, you have to align your conscious mind with your subconscious mind. Subconscious sabotage is the biggest uh, barrier to success. Mm-hmm. It's that part of you that you don't even know you have because the thoughts are buried so deep. The fears are so deeply buried. Mm-hmm. You bring them up to the surface, they're so scary that you push them right back down again. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the work of Carl Jung, and we have a subconscious mind on two levels, the individual subconscious and the collective subconscious. I'll give you an example of collective self-subconscious. You know, there's a period of time in our society where if you disciplined a kid, you could you could smack your kid, and it was okay. And if anybody went over and said, Sir, ma'am, don't do that. Don't hit your kid. It's wrong. They'd say, it's none of your business. This is my right. kid. Well, guess what? Without officially announcing anything or passing a you know, any kind of ordinances, collectively, as a society, we began to change. And we began to see that this is wrong. I mean, Mm -hmm. Adrian Peterson, the uh, most valuable player in the National Football League, he took a a stick, uh, I'm sorry, a branch of a tree, and he whipped his kid with it. I remember that, yeah. And the kid the kid ended up having to go to the hospital, and, and they had to file a report, and, and, and they asked Adrian Peterson, why did you do that? He said, I, it's my kid. I had to discipline him. That's how my father treated me, and what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. And they sat down and counseled him, and they said, there are many other ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And he was suspended for an entire year by the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay, it just came back up again because they fined him a, a great deal of money and, and uh, uh, it was appealed and, and, and then it was rescinded and, and then it was reinstituted. Because he did something wrong. But what the, the good of that was, the silver lining in that was, it was like a volcano when it erupts, everybody gets uh, to pay attention to that volcano. And, mm-hmm. and as these things erupt in the world, these uh, from a sociological point of view, all these things that happen are like eruptions, like volcanoes, like hurricanes, like storms. It gets your attention and you begin to see, and that's how collectively change can happen. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. We have a mm-hmm. collective. Now, individually, right. our subconscious sabotage is not conscious. People do things that they don't mean to do. They don't understand why they did them. Yeah. You know, why did I go off on that binge? Why did I, you know, you know. Right, right. Because there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important to work within, go into your own life, but not psychoanalyze it. Heal the wounds that bind you. You can heal the wounds that bind you by simply going in to that still point and experiencing deep and profound inner peace. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. But you do. But I think working with people for me, working with counseling people every day that are changing their lives, changing their identities, changing old patterns, behaviors, thoughts that were negative to now hopefully more positive. I think that there is a lot of value in bringing things up to the surface to understand your patterns, to understand how these things maybe got implemented to begin with. Um, Because without that awareness, it's yeah, yeah. So without that awareness, it is hard for people to see. Oh, no wonder I keep picking the same partner. I because you know my dad abandoned mm-hmm. me, so I pick people that you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that will make sense to people once they're guided along the way, and that's why there are coaches like yourself. There are therapists out there. There are counselors. There are people that have had some experience to help others. You know, become more aware. So that's important. Yeah, too. in my workshops, I actually uh, and, and I thank you for mentioning those. I have one coming up August. 19th in Los Angeles at the Mystic okay, Journey great. Bookstore in Venice it's, uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. And I encourage okay. you, uh, if anybody's interested, come on down. Uh, it's two hours. Uh, it's uh, 21 days to radical change. So you want, you're right about patterns of behavior. There's like mm-hmm. energetic fields. Everything's a form of energy, Einstein. Uh, prove that. It took 50 right. years to prove this theory, but eventually it got proven. So... So there's patterns of energy, and there's there's positive fields of energy and negative fields of energy. So like when you're in the sun, you're going to feel warm regardless of whether you're covered from head to toe. Mm-hmm. The strength mm-hmm. of the sun's energy is going to permeate you. Right. And, and the same is true with with uh, when you're walking down the street and you, you feel like you should walk across the street because somebody's coming towards you and you don't like their vibration. So there's right, ways exactly. to change your, your energetic field, and I teach you how mm-hmm. to do that in 21 right. days. Oh, fantastic. Okay, well, I encourage everybody to go in the Los Angeles area, 21 Days to Radical Change. And John, thank you so much. It's John Berzner. It's B-E-R-Z-N-E-R, who is a fantastic transformational coach and, and just human being who helps so many people. So thank you for being with me today. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. It's rockettothemoonworkshops.com. You are listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. Remember to catch every episode of Rewired Radio. Just hit subscribe and rate and review us. Let us know how we're doing. This episode of Rewired Radio has been produced by RadioMD.com, award-winning health talk 24-7. I'm Erica Spiegelman. You could find me at Erica Spiegelman on Twitter. Also check out my show page at RadioMD.com for all my past episodes. Thank you for listening and stay well.